Doug South Studios in Oxford, Mississippi. We're mass communicating. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for them. This is the End of the Line Podcast, powered by DougSouth.com. I give it a, uh, a 10. A 10. Sweep the leg. You have a problem with that. And now, here your host, Rocky LaFleur. Everybody on? Good. Great. Grand. Wonderful. No yelling on the butt. Josh Webb. Sorry, I had a fight in the middle of your butt. I'm party. And Jake LaTontis. I'm bad news. Also starring Rob Crew. I bet this guy's into the woods a hundred bucks. And Bradley Ramsey. Bill Martin inside. Showtime. All right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. Showtime, everybody. Showtime. Welcome to the End of the Line podcast. I'm Rocky LaFleur in the Duck House Studios in Oxford, Mississippi. It is up Monday. It's Tuesday. We got to get back on track, Rob. Back on Monday. I am sick of this. Thursday, Wednesday, Tuesday. We got to get it back that's done on in the morning. That's on you, boo-boo. That's on you. I, I have nothing to do with that. That's all on you. I'm going to start calling it some days with Rob. <laughs> maybe, we need to, maybe we need to have a Sunday conversation with Rob, Estes, and Jesse. <laughs> We wouldn't get very far between those three. <laughs> I mean, Jesse starts this whole. Uh, we need to have a call last night. I'm, I'm at the farm, working at the farm, about to pass out. And why I answered that call, I have no clue. And then the organizer of the call call didn't even show up. Jesse. <laughs> oh, he showed up. He showed up in full force, but. It wasn't quite the uh, conference call that it is sometimes. I mean, uh, I have to. I, have to I, I open it up and I see Patrick drinking a craft beer. I'm out. I'm done. Yeah. See y'all later. Yeah, yeah. That's a whole other story in itself. But ever since you put the moratorium on the uh, crock and Natterday talk is really, really. Uh, I wanted to put one more post. I have one more thing. One more. I feel like Seinfeld. Like I, I just had, I had one more thing I had to say. <laughs> Come on. Come on. All right. This is all I'm I met little, I, hey, I met a little black guy sitting on the front pew of the church in my purple suit with my, my hat and a uh, green feather sticking out the side. Come on. Bring it. All right. All right. Here it is. After, after reviewing, I'll say I've had probably 250 Natterdays. Maybe more. And I uh, spoke with Jesse and linked about this. Uh, after review, uh, the Natter Days, at, yes, well, they are delicious. The uh, the after effects that uh, make oh, you buy more Charmin, the after effects in the, uh, the next day that require multiple preparation H wipes, and toilet paper has made me declare to stop and halt all matter day uh, activities until further notice. (laughs) 
I, I think that I think that we went too hard, and that we might have ex exposed people to the poops. Nobody likes getting poop in their Crocs. Uh, <laughs> do you think that that's uh, you know, with that many over last month or two, you know, that that one of the reasons that you've Drop 30, 40, 50 pounds? Could be. I, I tell you what happened, Rocky. This, I mean, usually I'm pretty good about uh, just kind of drinking, you know. I know that I can't drink 12 of them because, first of all, it's natural light. And, you know, I'm not in college anymore. Like, I can afford better beer, you know. And I'm not saying anything bad about natural light. Sorry, Patrick Wells, whatever. But, I mean, I like I can like I don't have like if I get if I drink like a third of a beer and want to go to bed I don't have to kill it like I could pour it out and not be like oh my god but anyway so usually I drink like four or five natter days on the lake or whatever and then get back on the Bud Light and kind of keep it where it's not over overdone well what happened was is I played in this golf tournament this weekend and oh, uh, we here we go we played in the yeah we played in the morning. Because one, of, I can't remember why one of us had to. I don't know. One of the guys playing had to be at work or pick up his. I can't. It doesn't matter. So he had an eight eight a.m. tea time. Well, in in the lovely city of Jackson, Madison County, Tennessee, you can't buy beer until like I can't remember seven or eight on a Saturday. I I can't remember why, but they quit selling it at like three, which makes no sense. They should quit selling it at eleven and start selling it at three. But anyway. And I run into this on my fishing trips, too. But what happened was that they didn't sell any beer. So we had to, like, community put all our beer together, which was, like, two of those Mike's Hard Lemonade, some of that, like, Twisted Tea, like, 27 Natter Days. I luckily had, like, 11 or 12 Bud Lights, which that's only going to make it through the first three holes anyway. And then a couple of Chiladas and stuff like that. So we had all this mixture of beer. and uh, you know, I where do you start? On the well, I started on one of those twisted teeth. Wait, was that Sunday or Saturday? I, eh, maybe I did start on the natter day. I either started on the twisted tea or the natter day. And uh, things progressed from there. Um, we did play pretty well, I guess. And I got home and took about a three or four hour nap, if you want to call it that. We're going to call it a nap today. And uh, anyway, so I got up the next morning. We had a had an early tea time again the next morning. So the next morning, they don't sell beer at the golf course or in the county that the course was in. Well, this brought the whole problem together again. So we ended up drinking like 40 Natter Days and just whatever we could find. I mean, at this point, it wasn't we weren't being picky. We were just drinking everything. So the Natter Days gave my stomach a little bit of a... Uh, and I talked to Jesse about this, and he, he confirmed it. They gave me a little bit of something going on down there that wasn't usual. And uh, nobody likes getting the cramps and the running squirts at uh, 2 in the morning, ever. There's no, there's never a good time, but especially when you're, you know, wake up from a dead sleep in a, in a bath of your sweat, you know, with cramps, running to the bathroom, hoping and praying that you don't poop on the floor. Because there's no way you can explain that to your wife. When you're almost 40 years old and you crap the floor, 
or if you puke or any of that stuff when you're this old, you have no, there is no explanation that can get you out of the doghouse. Like you can't do, there's nothing. Like you have reached a level that, that cannot be overcome with your spouse. And it, it's not always guys. I have friends whose wives have done it too. But, um, yeah, that happened, and I had a big, long uh, come-to-Jesus talk with Jesse, and we've decided – I think Jesse's going to stay on him. I've decided to part ways with him. I'm going to go back to Bud Light and Shalada and, you know, my normal uh, vodka soda every now and again. But uh, the Natter Days are out for me. They had a good run. I enjoyed the savings. I think I saved about $160 since I started drinking them, but – Anyway, that's all I was going to say in the post, and I, I really probably couldn't articulate that into words in a Facebook post that I could hear. But that's what happened, and that's where we are with that. You bring up a interesting topic, one that you may not even want to talk about. I don't know why I thought about it. don't know. But... Where are you on, I mean, I know where you probably are now, married for 10, 15 years, but 15 years ago, before you got married, where were you on, I feel like Letterkenny, I don't know, I guess that's probably where I got it from, watching a clip from that last night. Where are you on women hooting, fluffing? Tell, tell, tell me, tell, tell, <laughs> tell, wow, give me more detail on this before I answer this question. Uh, is it just a natural, is it always been to you a natural bodily function and just went on about your day or is it just, yeah, mm, kind of, kind of gross. Man, I, I'm not sure I understand the question, Rocky. You're really throwing me for a, a loop here. Where are you Let's come are right. women, women farting? Oh, it's totally against the rules. See, he grosses me out. Not that not I don't like now. Not saying that. No, it's totally against everything. I mean, I, I the same way with with belching or burping like i mean you can you can do it silently and knock somebody out with the smell but don't come in here barking like a dog oh man you know there's, just, there's no way to overcome with, that you can't have you, you can't have a nine walk in the door and, and cock her leg and and shart and then come in there and burp like it's just not you you lose you lose points i mean i you just can't do it I'm going to blow you away with it. All right, so when I was in high school or college, man, I know there's people listening to this podcast that know me, know her. So high school sweetheart, college, dated through all college. Dated forever, four years. Back then it was forever. But hot. She was a hard eight or nine. I mean, she was a knockout. She was sitting in my lap and tickling her. Never forget this. Farted on my leg. 
got up. I said, that's it. Broke up with her for six months. Yeah. Stopped dating her for six months. I have been called crazy. I've been called nuts. But I'm like you. There's things, man, that can nobody else notices in this world. And I'm not saying that 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 is something that's not noticed. But like you, somebody can walk in and burp silently, and I can I have I have a nose like a polar bear, man. I can smell it. I can like like a polar bear smells a seal three foot through the ice. I can smell it. And it just grosses me out. Crunching on you know somebody biting down on a piece of silverware. Oh man, irritates the hell out of me. You know what I'm saying? There's certain things. Anyway, what's yours? You think, what what is what? the one? What's the one that irritates you the most? I have so many that I can't even get into it because I'm very. How should I put this? I'm very particular about things, and so I have like thousands of things that drive me insane, and I have to. I have to put them to the side because everybody does one of them. And if I got mad about, if, if, you know, if I got mad about every one of them and said something, I mean, I only have like two friends now, but I would have zero. You know, I, mean, I would have no friends at all if I said every little knickknack thing. Like the, the whole duck calling post last night got me going. But before I get to that, how many, how many people do you think? From, let's just say college age, because that's when, you know, you start, like, girls start wanting to get married, and dudes are kind of like, yeah, I better hang on to this one, or nah, I'm ready. How many people, what percentage of people do you think broke up, got back together after a breakup? I'm not talking like a breakup one night when you're wasted on Saturdays. I'm talking about like a true breakup, like, I can't, like, she farted on my leg, I'm done for six months. How many people got back together and got married? What's the percentage of that? It can't be that high. Like once you break, once you break up and hurt each, and, you know, hurt her feelings, or she hurt your feelings, and then there was makeup sex with somebody else, and she tried to hook up with your friend. Like there's no, it's over, right? That's it. What percentage no, it is of for those? Me. What percentage of those people get back together? Now I'm going to follow that question with this question because this is rampant around where I live. How many people do you know have cheated on their spouse and stayed together? If my wife cheated on me and I found out about it, you can bet your sweet ass I'm out of there, buddy. I, I'm sorry. Maybe I'm maybe I'm a knucklehead, but I can't. No way. Uh-uh. I can't do it. And these people stay together. You hear about it all the time. They're like, man, did you hear about old what's-his-face? Yeah, he was screwing his secretary. The wife finds out and she doesn't leave. How does this happen? What? If, what? How did it get to this? Like, are we supposed to? Am I? Am I weird? Am I? Am I supposed to be like, oh yeah, well, she was looking for some strange or whatever? Like, am I supposed to just be like, that's normal? Because that to me, that's not normal. Like, I mean, I people have needs, but my God. You can't yeah. live with somebody. You can't, like, go home at night and be like, yeah, you were screwing my best friend, but we're going to stay together. It's best for the kids. Really? Like, how does this happen? Am I the only – do you not think that's weird? 
No, I, I'm in agreement with you. Dude, it's like, I, I mean, I could name, if, if I could name like five or six couples right now that I know of, not including the probably of the other five that I never heard about that have done that. It stayed together. They're still together. What's the likelihood of that happening again? It's real high, isn't it? Gotta be. I mean, you already know you can get away with it. So what does it matter? And it's never the dudes that are married to the pulling guard for the Green Bay Packers. It's always the dudes that are married to this really hot chick, and you're like, no way. There's no way. It's always that. It's never the fat girl. It's always the hot ones. Like, I don't get it. Like, what How? What did you think was going to happen? And then they don't. And then they don't split up. And I'm like, you know, after that happens, especially when the girl's getting that side of it, you're not getting any for a long time from her, right? Or does it go the other way? And she, and it, I don't know, because it's never happened to me, but I can't wrap my head around this. And I can't tell if I'm the weird one, or maybe I'm out of touch and we've gone too far since it's 2019 or what. But I can, if this happened in the 80s, before cell phones and all this, there's no way they stay together, right? No. You can't trust it. There's no way. No, I don't. I take that back. I think that we're more out now to stay together than we were back then because your the wives were at home, didn't work. They wanted to keep a comfortable living coming in. Okay, yeah, that, so that think, makes sense. But But now... Now, okay, let's say, let's just hype, let's go hypothetical for a second. Let's say old Joe goes out and hooks up with Mary, his wife's distant friend or something, okay? Joe gets in trouble. Next thing you know, it's Joe and so-and-so's shared Facebook account. She's got his tracker on. Like, there's no, like, there's nothing you can do. You can't go fishing or you can't go to the club and tell your wife you're with your friends at Rafferty's or at Alexander. It's not going to happen. She knows where you are. You have a joint Facebook account. If a girl sends you a friend request, she calls you instantly and was like, who is this? And you have to explain it. You have to. You have no, you cannot get away from that. So, I, so how does this happen? Like, how have we gotten to this point? Like, can you imagine, can you imagine having this happen to you in your late 30s or 40s and having to live with this woman? For the rest of your life, with that to hang over your head, like anytime she feels like she can be like, well, you screwed Mary back in 1947. Ooh. Like, there's nothing you can do. Yeah, anytime <laughs> you ask for anything, it's always over your head. There's nothing. Like, what? Do you, like, what, how do you? How do you live like that? I couldn't do it, and I mean, I don't do it, but I couldn't do it. Like, I don't understand. And I, I I've talked to friends about this and been like, what? How do they, how are they still together? I don't All know right. what happens because I haven't been involved. You are a lot cooler than I am. And I don't mean that. Don't, don't give me all whatever. You're more in touch with the things going on these days than I am. I'm still living in 1991. And I, all right, so... There's, I had two conversations in the past two weeks, one on the way out to Oklahoma last week, and then one a couple of weeks ago before that. 
What amazes me is the use of Snapchat. Uh, and Snapchat's these, crazy. These guys telling me what these grown women are sending. To you you may not even go on a date with her yet. And she's sending you stuff. Yeah. And then <laughs> guy was telling me last week, he's just freshly single. Girl sends him a snap. Just say it was real provocative. He went to her to her Facebook page to check her out. It's a picture of her and her husband. True love forever, or something like that. Sure, <laughs> the profile pic. I know, man. It's crazy. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's this whole alternate. There's some other thing going on that I don't know or care to be a part of, but it's happening. It's crazy. University that exists now is totally opposite from what I was used to. Yeah, Back in the I mean, day. No, yeah, you had to go to the bar, pick up a girl, decide if you were going to be able to – you had to decide which one for certain reasons, and then you had to decide – I mean, there's a – it's totally different now. Everything is – I mean, it's crazy. I, it's Man. crazy. I, I, don't, I don't know. It, it doesn't matter. Like, I've always thought my whole life, like, it doesn't matter. If you hook up with somebody while you're dating somebody, at some point they're going to find out because the girl's going to get mad because you quit hooking up with her or somebody's friend's going to find out or somebody. You could, there's, there's no secrets. You know, there may be, like, you may can keep it for a while, but at some point they're going to figure it out. So, and now... And now, the way things are now, I mean, holy mackerel, like, what? you can't hide from anybody. And, dude, you better not have, if you have a little bit of a bank account or some type of celebrity <laughs> attached, you know, dude, it's a, it's a lot of, it blows me away what some of these people tell me. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. These women are forward big time now. Yeah, and it's the men too. It's not just the women, but the women have come a long way. Like, I think if you would have told dudes back in the mid-90s that they could do that and get away with it, we would have done it. But not the girls. The girls have been like, hell no. If my daddy died only the death to find only out I was sending pictures of my boobies to men, like, they, there's no way they would have done that in the 90s. Not not the ones I went to school with. Dude, I am not sending a dick pic to anybody. No. Anybody. Not because I'm ashamed of what I've got, but maybe it's a practical joke if we'd have had it back then. Yeah, haha, play the joke on you. You know, no, but actually sending it as a, actually sending it as a invitation to other activities, dude, come on. There's nothing pretty about that thing. No, and they got a name for it now. It's not a dick picture anymore. It's a dicture. <laughs> Thank you. See, that's how, that's how square I am. Send me a dicture. So, yeah, so, so 
So we got that going on. And I mean, I, it's just a total, everything is different, man. I mean, everything is different. I looked it up last night. You know, the last time a team, a college team went to the World Series from up north, from basically, you know, anywhere north of wherever you, whatever, Kentucky? I have no clue. Just take a guess what year it would have been. 64. Damn, that's pretty good. 1966, Ohio State, and they won. That's how long it's been since a team. That's how long it's been. You know, if you, yeah. And that's back when baseball teams were full of nothing but uh, football players. That's a huge yeah, that's when they had. Yeah, that's when they didn't have teams. any scholarships. Yeah, they didn't have any scholarships because they were already on scholarship for football. Hmm. Michigan may have a chance in this. I think. I think Vanderbilt wins tonight. Toss up the next night. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I just think. I, for whatever reason, Vanderbilt dressed up like Peter Pan last night. Why do they wear those uniforms? They look awful. They look ridiculous. I wouldn't wear that to a freaking Halloween party. They look so <laughs> stupid. If they wear those tonight, uh, they're probably going to lose. I don't even care if Rocker's pitching. But, yeah, it's been pretty interesting since you put the moratorium on there. We had the duck calling uh, competition. We had a duck calling talk last night. And I had to cut myself off from that. I turned notifications off. Finally, I was like, I can't take any more. I saw a different Rob Croom last night. I saw a Rob Croom that uh, actually made a couple of statements that were helpful. Man, that's pretty pretty cool to see. Well, I mean, dude, I mean, I I can't take – look, I can't take all these people that are telling people not to call. Like, I can't list – like – I don't go duck hunting to deer hunt. If I wanted to go be quiet and wait for something to show up, I'd go deer hunting. And we all know deer hunting sucks. It's like shooting a cow with horns. <laughs> I mean, I can't listen to that. One of the worst callers, in my opinion, that I know, that sounds the worst. I have seen work huge groups of ducks, huge groups. I mean, it's not... People, you got to know if you're hunting flight ducks, if you're hunting ducks that are coming back to feed, if you're hunting roost ducks, if you're hunting... You, there's so many different... There's there's a hundred different reasons to blow or not blow a duck call. Don't sit there and tell people to not call. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It's ridiculous. And you're not going to learn by sitting there waiting on them to come in because they're probably not going to come unless you have a bunch of corn and they're roosting. It's so stupid. Like, I've got places I hunt that you can't call much. You can blow three qu- three quick quacks or five quick quacks and shut up. And I've got qu- I've got places you have to blow and break them. These people act like there's this certain thing for everything. It makes me insane. It makes me crazy. Like, now, I mean, I can't take it, man. I can't take it. And then one of my buddies the other day, I don't know if you saw this post or not, I've been hunting with this guy, I think since 2006, maybe seven. But anyway, I hunt with this guy literally half the year, okay? So I hunt with him 20, let's say 20, 25 days a year, okay? That's a lot of hunting together. So this guy's one of my best friends, okay? One of my really, really good friends. We hunt 20, 25 times a year together, okay? He made a post the other day about a game warden story 
where the game warden was a smart-ass to him about writing him two tickets. Did you see that post? I did. Okay, well, everybody on there was like, well, you should have had a throwable. You should have had a fire extinguisher. Dude, I hunt with this guy. He wears a life jacket if he's in shin-deep water in a boat. Okay? <laughs> he's the, he the most responsible, safe, safety-conscious hunter that I know. He unloads his gun to go after a freaking cripple with his dog. Like, the guy, if he, if you get on a ranger with him, or if you get on any moving buggy with him, you better be unloaded, or you're getting an ass chewing. And so he posts that, because it was funny. I've heard the story live 20 times, and it's so much better in person. But the, the guy's one of the same, he's one of the most safety-conscious guys I know. And people are like, you should have had a solvable and a fire extinguisher. What were you thinking? You're a dumbass. You should, oh, you did. I'm like, what? This is what happens when you cut off the natter day and the crock pose. We get all these people on here that are, for, I, I guarantee you half of these people that were telling him that he should have had a throwable don't even own one. How are you going to catch a metal boat on fire? What's going to burn? Your honey bond? Like, give me a, they're wearing a freaking life jacket. If your boat catches on fire, jump in the water. Like, how is a metal boat going to catch on fire? I have to know. Like, you know how many charcoal buckets we've had in boats before and unsafe fires with propane tanks that nothing happened? And you're going to tell me that this guy who was honestly wearing a life jacket and being safe is an asshole because he, because he said something to the game warden? <laughs> what in the world? I can't... I, I can't deal with it, man. I, I'm done. I'm done with people. I'm done with duck hunters and turkey hunters. I'm done with everybody. I'm turning into a hobbit. Don't talk to me anymore. <laughs> I mean, the guy literally, the guy literally got mad at me one day because I had my gun on my shoulder. I always have a sling. I had my gun on my shoulder and had two. I, anyway, how can I say this without? Anyway. I had two shells in the magazine. I didn't have one in the chamber. I had two in the magazine because I went to go do something, and I took the one in the, out, in the chamber out and left the other two in. He got mad at me because I had the other two in. It said that it wasn't safe. And I've got these other guys on the post getting mad at him for not having a freaking throwable. What is a throwable going to do? Who can catch it anyway? So you fall into the Mississippi River. Do you really think you're going to be able to catch a freaking throwable? And if you do catch it, what the hell do you do then? You ride it like a roll-top desk, like the black guy on Old Brother Where Out Thou? Like, what are you going to do with a throwable? You weigh 250 pounds. That thing wouldn't hold up a 15-pound bowling ball. Throwable. Get out of here. That's the dumbest law I've ever heard of. Throwable. I'm, I'm taking my throwables out of the boat just out of principle. Give me a freaking break. Nobody in a moment of stress is going to throw a freaking throwable like a, like Eli Manning throws a screen pass, and the person's going to catch it. It's not going to happen. Let's do a study on this. Let's see who can throw the throwable 10 out of 10 times right to your buddy that's about to drown. Oh, boy. Maybe we need to keep doing it on uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday afternoons. <laughs>
<laughs> I've been, dude, I've, ever since I saw that post and saw some of the replies to the post, it's, I really like, I just had to leave the internet. I, thank God I had a golf tournament. And then I got, I drank enough beers where I couldn't stay awake when I got home. Or I would have just sat there and read them all. I just quit reading them. I have no idea what happened after I left. Dude, is there, is there grass missing on some of that course you were playing on the other day? Dude, dude this course that we played, it, the tournament's called the Aloha. It used to be the biggest tournament in the area. Like, you used to have to pay up front to play in it. That's how many – they would book 72 teams immediately. Like, literally, you had to pay to get in it, bef like, before you showed up, like, weeks before. And so, we'd always play in it because it was fun, and they had a huge Calcutta – and the course never was the freaking, you know, the the Augusta or, you know, some really awesome course. But you just went really to have fun. Well, it's kind of, it's kind of gone downhill since then on the uh, on the maintenance wise. I don't even know if they have a superintendent. I think the guy that owns it mows it on a John Deere uh, riding lawnmower, not even a zero turn. But yeah, there was some grass missing, and it we, it rained hard. It rained. It, it we had a typhoon there for about an hour. I know everybody's making fun of my turkey umbrella, but it came in clutch for the typhoon that we had. I mean, it literally blew limbs over and stuff. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it's it wasn't the nicest course, and uh, they probably there was no sand in any bunk any bunker. None of the bunkers had sand. They were just mud. I can't sit there and make fun of that at all. I, I'm not trying to because I was a member of a club that growing up and and through early years of, of adulthood after I got out of college, I was I was a member of a club like that. And, you know, when you, you, you try to do the best you can do with what you got and it's all it kind of turns into a little bit of goofy golf sometimes yeah look you know. look everybody everybody's got to play the same course yeah i mean you can complain exactly. you can complain about it but everybody's got to play the same thing like when i was at old miss the university course was trash and then like exactly. i guess two years later exactly. that they opened grand oaks the coolest thing about the university course though is that you could charge everything to the bursar the bursar or whatever so shirts golf balls tees shoes whatever you could charge it so, I mean, unless your parents figured out that your $900 bill was all you playing golf and had nothing to do with books, you were straight. But, you know, Grand Oaks went through the same thing. It was a goat ranch, too, until whoever bought it. Now it's whatever. It looks really, really nice. I hadn't played it. But, um, yeah, I mean, I remember when they – God, this is a good one. All right, my roommate Braxton, we would play every day. Like, when none of us went to class, so we just play golf. And <laughs> Braxton – they were redoing the tea mar the tea boxes. I don't know if you remember this, but anyway, they were redoing the tea box the tea boxes at the at the university course. So they had they had they would have like tea set up in the fairway, and like some of them had mats. I mean, it's just goofy stuff. We we're out there playing one day. It was about five o'clock, five thirty. You know, it didn't get dark till nine, and we're sitting there drinking Keystone Light, natural light, like most college students. And I'll never forget this the rest of my life. He, I had hit already, and I was in the cart. And I was on the right side of him. He was on the left side of and off. And a sprinkler head came up in the fairway and hit him right in the nuts. Full blast from like 10 feet away. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. The facial expression that he made was the best thing I've ever seen. It'll never get better than that, in my opinion. But, yeah, that happened out there. Nowadays, he probably could have sued him. 
But it happened. It was so funny. I was in. The, I was rolling in the grass laughing. If you've never seen anybody get hit with one of those sprinklers, then I mean, think about how hard those. I mean, those things throw water like a hundred yards. <laughs> hit him right in the nuts. I mean, as perfect as it could have happened too. It wasn't like it hit him in the leg and went to the nuts. It hit him right in the ball. So, <clears throat> let me end on this note. I'm not trying to be a topper. Just reminded me of a story. A couple of weeks ago, my cousin sent me this, or a few weeks ago, a month ago, sent me this picture. Man, it was black and blue and looked like a, a swollen chicken breast that was black and blue. I said, dude, what the heck is this? He said, man, that's my left nut. I said, what in the heck happened? He said, well, I was warming my daughter up. She was about to pitch for a travel ball. Well, he was sitting on a bucket. Well, his nuts are laying over the lid of the bucket. <laughs> Give me. <laughs> ball comes in. He misses it. It shatters his left nut as it smushes it on that hard top lid of that bucket. He almost died. He, he thought literally he was going to die. <laughs> <laughs> uh, woo, I bet that hurt. Woo. 50 mile yeah. per hour softball hitting you as your nut hangs over the lid of a five gallon bucket. Woo! Yeah. Way to one up me. Did I mention my dad is an astronaut and he built your dad's spaceship? <laughs> I was not trying to top you. It just reminded me. And I know my cousin don't give a crap if I told that on the podcast. Is, is, it, is, is this the same cousin you had me call and wish a happy birthday to? Uh. No, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't. No, it's not the same one. Okay. So, so, you have a lot of cousins. That, hey, but, you have a lot of before cousins. We go, before we go, how's the neighbor? Everybody's wondering. Golly, man. All right, so the neighbor, <clears throat> the neighbor is still very, very upset with me. Uh, I figured this out the other night. I pulled on the road. She's walking that stupid gold retriever with her husband and I pulled in and they like jumped off the road. Like I swerved at them or something. I was complete. I was in the other lane. Like I wasn't even close. And I drive so slow in my neighborhood. I mean, dude, I have two seven year olds. I mean, I get it. Like I, like I don't want to run over anybody. And they act like every time I turn into the, into the subdivision that I'm like out for blood. Like, yeah, I'll run over your leaves, but I'm not going to run over you. Like, I don't want to go to jail for manslaughter or vehicular homicide. Like I'm, why I, uh, they hate me so bad, man. And I mean, it's mutual, but I mean, damn, I'm not throwing nails in their yard and in their driveway. I mean, they walk by my house every night. Like, if you walk, there's my. I live on a cove, okay, but the cove's probably I don't know. Let's just call it three quarter of a mile, okay? They could walk down to the end of the cove and back, and it would be a mile and a half, right? Instead of doing that, they walk down and go all the way around the other side so that they don't have to come back by my house. And I've seen them before where they don't even come to my side. You know, they I think they wait and they're like, oh, he's home. We're good. The garage is shut. Let's go down here and take a walk. But I see them out there with that 
stupid dog. And it's not even like a good-looking golden retriever. It's like blonde. It's like a it's like a mutt golden retriever. Oh man, you really can't trust a a, a white golden retriever owner. Let's go on and piss well, everybody off today. That's not that's not just strike one. How do you trust a white golden retriever owner that has that is redheaded? <laughs> you can't like you cannot trust them. Like oh I, I mean, gosh. I'm gonna have to talk to I'm gonna have to talk to Patrick, but you can't trust this woman. She's got to be the devil. Staring at my house like I did something to her. Well, I mean, I'm, anyway. She needs to go. They need to move. I was there first. I was there way before they were. Guess what? Guess All what? Right. Guess what? Guess what? College team they're fans of too, by the way. Vanderbilt. Memphis. Memphis freaking oh. state. Yeah. Yeah. They have so many strikes going against them. Whatever. And Spence may be having cookouts together. They may, they may maybe be. Maybe why Spence is best friends with you. I, I try. I talked to Spence last night. I asked him what he's doing. He's trying to figure out his Roku TV. I was like, dude, good luck. Just let your kids do that. Like, he'll never figure that out. I don't even know. Like, how do you know how to turn them on? You're like, well, I'm saving $200 a month in my cable bill. Yeah, but you don't know how to work it. You can't even watch anything. <laughs> oh. All right, Rob, I got to roll. I enjoyed it today, man. (laughs) You have a good one. We want to thank all of you that listened to this edition of the End of the Line podcast, powered by DuckSouth.com.